Welcome to The Beat with JoJo Doman, powered by Husker Online. Nebraska linebacker JoJo Doman gives you an in-depth look at the Husker football program and beyond. The Beat is brought to you by Edgewater Insurance and Real Estate. Hello and welcome again to another edition of The Beat. Sean Callahan, JoJo Doman, just two more of these shows left here as uh, time winding down um, at Nebraska for JoJo. Uh, as you heard, The Beat were brought to you by Edgewater Insurance and Real Estate with locations from Omaha to Binkelman and everywhere in between. They are the proud title sponsor here of the program and they have been all year But JoJo. Another tough one, um, 35-28 at Wisconsin. You were in a different role in Madison this past week. Uh, you were able to travel on a Big Ten senior travel waiver. waiver. Saw you wearing the jersey. Um, you know, saw you talking to Coach. There's a good picture of you, by the way, I think in the World Herald, talking to Coach Frost during warm-ups. Yeah, I mean, I definitely was in a different role, new circumstances, and the challenge for me was to bring the, uh, the same energy and to still be there for my guys and, and show up in that way as a spiritual, emotional leader uh, for this team. So it definitely challenged me, but it, it was fun for me to grow into that. Was it hard not to be out there, though, when you're seeing maybe like those, some of those tight end plays to Jake Ferguson? Like those are plays that you typically sniff out, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, and it, 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 was, it, it was hard. And like leading up to the game, I was really just – I felt funny like where – like the absence of the pregame jitters and the absence of the anticipation, just like there was a void inside of me. And I just, you know, just had to cope with that and, and, and just move forward. So, but yeah, watching Ferguson do all that stuff, like, yeah, of course I wish I was out there. And I wish I was out there commanding the defense with my guys and, you know, bend don't break mentality and just being out there tackling dudes. And they were, I mean, you guys were down a lot of guys, you know, defensively. And, and no excuses because everyone's down this time of the year in certain ways or another. But once Damian Daniels, you know, wasn't really available, um, and then Caleb Tanner goes out of that game, Feldarius Payne didn't travel, Deontay Williams did not travel, and th there was a thought that maybe he could play this week. I mean, that, that's quite a few you know, guys, when you talk about NFL potential type players on the roster, and obviously yourself, I mean, that's a lot of guys um, that the, the defense was missing. And, you know, Wisconsin does what they do. And that's a tough game for inexperienced players to come in um, against a veteran program like Wisconsin. Yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the year, we really only had one new guy in Quinn Newsom, and then he's earned his black shirt and kind of stepped into that veteran role. And then for some young guys, a D tackle outside backer, safety. It's just tough to be thrown in those situations against a Big Ten football team as good as Wisconsin is. You're listening here to the beat as, as we uh, continue our discussion uh, with Nebraska and Wisconsin. And, you know, um, JoJo, other news this week came out. You got the invite to the Senior Bowl, and we didn't get a chance to talk about that last week. Um, but, you know, that's a big deal for you and your future. Um, what does that mean to you? And, you know, obviously that's got to be your rehab goal now to get yourself ready for that week in Mobile, Alabama. Yeah, dude, that was huge. I couldn't be more thankful for that opportunity. It's something you dream about as a as a kid. And, you know, coming to college, I want to be all Big Ten and I want to go to the Senior Bowl that will set up, you know, uh, the draft process for me. So I definitely have something to look forward to. I got to get healthy. It's, it's going to be pretty borderline. That's why I'm taking this really seriously with everything, nutrition, sleep, rehab, and just kind of trying to hit that next gear because all this is just getting more real for me. 
and and now I'm living the dream that I've been dreaming all my life. So, you know, it's just capitalizing on it. So the Senior Bowl, I mean, when when will you be able to kind of have full movement of your hand again? Uh, probably a week before the Senior Bowl. So it's going to be close. Full movement? No, probably a couple weeks before the Four. Senior Bowl. But I got to get strength back and obviously all that good stuff. I get this cast off tomorrow. So you'll be able, you'll have hand movement. So you're going to play against Iowa is what you're saying. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Unfortunately not, man. It kills me not to be out there. And, man, I just I hope that I can be part of the, the energy that gets it done on Saturday and help in any way that I can. And you're listening here to The Beat. And uh, one thing, JoJo and Edgewater, our proud, proud title sponsor, have done each week on The Beat um, is the Husker Heartbeat Give Back, uh, where they give $1,000 back to a different charity. Um, you know, and this week, uh, proud to bring in Elkhorn Public Schools Foundation um, as uh, they are the recipient of this week's Husker Heartbeat Give Back. Um, pleased to welcome into the program Stacy Falk with the uh, Elkhorn School Foundation. Stacy, it's a pleasure to have you on. Um, this one, even for me, really uh, rings home. My wife actually was a teacher at Manchester and Elkhorn um, for, for many years um, and moved to Lincoln with me once we got married. So uh, I know we're all really uh, proud to be able to give back here to Elkhorn Public Schools Foundation. Well, that's wonderful, Sean. Thank you so much for having me and JoJo. Yes, so then you absolutely know with your wife being a teacher um, how important this is for our students. And this is something the Elkhorn Public School Foundation has been doing for years in grades kindergarten through fifth. So if we can kind of remember what it was like back in elementary school. Um, and truly, it's it started as a math, helping students get to their grade level in um, reading and then grew into math and right now we have more students actually participating in the math intervention piece um, than even reading so it's it's been a super rewarding program to kind of give you an idea as far as numbers last year was a little different because of COVID but we helped um, over 200 students last year get to their respective grade level um, in reading and in math and what's really cool about this program is it's um, very easy to track the progress and the, the succession of it because we test the students at the beginning of the school year just to see where they're at. How do they know their sight words or their math facts? And then after first semester, um, as we get closer to the end of the school year, we test them again and we can see that progress, which is super exciting because they gain confidence and um, comprehension and, and that's that's what we do and the foundation uh, Sean and, and Jojo what we do is we pay the um, we fund the program for those teachers such as your wife Sean to work with the students in the morning before school starts and then after school um, so they get a little bit more one-on-one -on -one or small group setting and we've seen the numbers and it's been rewarding and we're just super excited to be a recipient and uh, can't thank you enough. Oh yeah, Stacy, how can our listeners get involved? So, oh, absolutely. So you go to elkhornfoundation.org and you pull up our website and you'll see a button right in the middle that says donate now. And that is, you can just hit any amount. We are grateful for anything and everything. And in your notes, you can just put Husker Heart, Heartbeat Give Back, 
and then all those funds would go back to our math and reading intervention program. So very easy, elkhornfoundation.org, and um, we are grateful for any any funding whatsoever and super excited about our $1,000 from Edgewater and, and uh, JoJo. Thank you so much. I don't know if you guys remember, you know, when you get called on in school and and math facts, you know, your multiplication facts and and sometimes if you just don't have that confidence, it can be pretty scary as a as a student and our whole role is to give those little boys and girls confidence and obviously the sooner you can, the better as you know, you go through middle school and high school and on. So kind of just helping them uh, after the school day or before the school day. So. Well, Stacy, on behalf of the Beat Podcast and Edgewater, we're honored uh, to to give a thousand dollars, and um, I can speak firsthand. I know Elkhorn is just a wonderful school district, and and we're honored once again to be able to help out and and uh, help so many students out with uh, with with having you guys on as a part of our show this week. Well, we are super grateful, and uh, it's just a perfect time of year with Thanksgiving upon us this week. And uh, on behalf of Elkhorn Public Schools Foundation, thank you, JoJo, to you and your family and Sean for your time um, this whole season on behalf of all the nonprofits here in the metro that you have helped. It's just it's awesome and so happy to see it, especially in the spirit of uh, Thanksgiving. So thanks so much. Once again, this week's uh, recipient of the Husker Heartbeat Giveback is the Elkhorn Public Schools Foundation. Thanks again here to Stacy Falk for joining us when we come back on the beat. Much more to come. You're listening here to the beat. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. You're listening to The Beat with JoJo Doman, brought to you by Edgewater Insurance and Real Estate. And we're back here on The Beat. Sean Callahan, Jody Doman, as you heard, we're brought to you by Edgewater Insurance and Real Estate with locations from Omaha to Binkelman and everywhere in between. That's Edgewater Insurance, proud title sponsor here of the Beat Podcast. But this segment brought to you by the official restaurant of the Beat, Tanner's Bar and Grill. And JoJo, I was in Tanner's in Middleton, Wisconsin, which is a suburb of Madison, um, like a little area of Madison, to watch the Bud Crawford fight. And that place was full of Husker fans. And our friend Brett... Uh, that owns Tanner's here in Lincoln and Omaha. They also own uh, the Middleton one. So it was, it was really cool to be in there with literally everybody cheering for Bud Crawford. Now, I don't know if you got to watch the fight or saw some highlights, but you've met Bud or you've seen Bud before, right? Yeah, no, I've seen him. haven't met him. So he has he ever come to your team and talked? No. He's he's done the the bat. He was at the basketball team this year. Really? Yeah. Man. But he reps he reps the black shirt gear. He had like a black shirt deal on his um, on his uh, shorts, I believe. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen that he's a loyal Husker, and that's that's what's up. And obviously I support him and love to see greatness come out of the state of Nebraska. But thanks again to Tanner's. Um, they had no cover charge for the fight, so the places were all packed, all their locations. Um, get in there, check them out. Black Friday, Thanksgiving Thursday, they'll have football on in there. They'll have football on, obviously, all throughout the weekend. That's Tanner's Bar and Grill. But let's bring in our next guest, JoJo. I know Shall this we? is one that – 
you're really excited about. Um, tell us who you brought in the studio today. Yeah, we got an avid beat listener. The uh, the woman behind the scenes of my of my Nebraska experience, the one and only Megan Janae Wardine, aka my girlfriend Megan. Welcome to the show. Excited to be here. I've yeah. been behind the scenes on all these episodes and listened to them all. Never thought I'd be the one behind the mic, but here we show are. Show seventeen. <laughs> it took us seventeen shows to invite you. Now you've been in. Studio I needed for that a preparation. Few, and you brought Miss Nebraska up here. I mean, you you've uh, you've helped out the show. Yes. No doubt. She's, uh, she's helped me in, in, in more ways than just the show. And, uh, I mean, Megan, where do we even begin? You we tell me. We met the first week of college, and we've been together for five years. Yep. In January, it'll be five official years. Man, how, how have you managed that? Oh, man, that's a loaded question right there, Joe. Um... A lot of patience. It's definitely been a roller coaster <laughs> just with your whole football journey and all the injuries and everything you've gone through at Nebraska. I've gone through as well, but like the nitty gritty of it because no one sees all the late nights or the tears or also like the celebratory moments that I got into witness. So definitely even just your growth as a man. And I would like to say student, but maybe not student. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Who's got his degree? Yep, I'm graduated. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it like to date a college football player with the time restraints and, like you said, the emotional ups and downs? Like, just what's that experience been holistically for you? Would you and would you recommend it to another girl out there? Um, date a college football player, maybe not recommend. Dating a JoJo Doman, I would highly recommend. Ooh. Oh, yeah. You're a unique one, I would say. Um, it's been a challenge, to say the least. It's nice because our schedules, especially while I was at Nebraska, they kind of aligned a little bit. We were at the stadium at the same time. We were both grinding, doing our own things. So it was helpful that I was also busy, so I wasn't just waiting for you to text me every day <laughs> when you were at practice. So we made it work in that way, but it's also been a, I've just been so proud of you and it's so fun watching you on TV, on the away games and getting to go to the away games and being in the fans and wearing your jersey proudly. I even have a cute little button of us on there that people. <laughs> <laughs> you get stopped, are they like, are you JoJo's girlfriend? Actually, at, I think it was a Unity Walk two week, it's, weeks ago. This little old lady was like, oh, do you know JoJo? Because I had <laughs> my shirt on. And she took a picture of me and made me write my name on it. So that, hey, was, that was my shining moment, really. No, your shining moment was you, you were in the Tanner's commercial. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, don't <laughs> sleep on the commercial. I mean, you, I mean, you, you kind of sold that deal. You were perfect. I was team lips, I think. Yeah, what did your sign say? Don't call me Jojo or call me or <laughs> call me maybe. My sign said Jojo, call me maybe. That's right. So now that people know I'm your girlfriend, it's a little less creepy. I called her, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> now, Meg, you are a you were a Scarlet's uh, dancer. Yes. And your senior year, you were a Scarlet's captain. How how was that experience from you? Well, I grew up dancing. I loved dancing and. Being able to like dance for Nebraska and dance for a greater purpose was amazing. Like I wasn't just dancing for myself anymore. I was dancing to spread the joy, to amp up the crowd, to 
be a part of the whole Husker experience. And what's special about the Scarlets is we're not only dancers, but we're also like ambassadors for the university. We got to go to a lot of different events and interact with tons of people. And something about having sparkly pom-poms in your hand just (laughs) make people attracted to you. So getting to talk to all the little girls and fans, knowing that they look up to you and being able to be role models to them was a unique experience. And also we got to dance at a lot of cool events like Final Four volleyball, basketball game, softball, big wrestling meets, gymnastics, all the football games, away games. Like, you got to experience a lot of cool stuff. And Nebraska especially treats the dancers and the spirit squads as athletes, which I'm really proud of because we are athletes, and that's something other programs don't really have. Right. Dude, I miss I miss during timeouts in the third quarter being able to look out on that field and finding <laughs> Megan dancing with uh, within the Scarlets. <laughs> I miss that. Oh, so yeah. guys watch that stuff? It's hard not to, Sean. It's hard not to. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, how was uh you were a captain your senior year? Yes. What was that experience like? Well, I think being a senior and a captain, that was by far my favorite year because being a leader or having that I guess title, makes you feel more responsible for the team. You not only have a lot to say anything, but you know like the successes that happen, like or even like the failures that happen, you take ownership in. So I liked being having that like responsibility that even at the 6 a.m. practices, because that's when we would practice, you had to be the one giving the energy. You couldn't just be the one receiving the energy. And I like having that role and being a leader and a role model and more leading by example just with my work ethic and my attitude towards things so no doubt you definitely have to show up for more than just yourself when you're in a position of leadership even when you don't feel like it for sure definitely uh challenges us um within to produce outside of us so i feel that and uh so you're in the stands now. You sit with my family. You sit next to Craig whenever he decides to sit, and you're next to Teddy. Oh, boy. But, uh, so how does it feel in the stands when I make a play, and how does it feel in the stands when I don't make a play? That is actually a really great question. So obviously when you make the play, I'm like, that's my man. I'm standing up. I'm hooping. I'm hollering. I'm like flashing <laughs> my jersey, hoping to get on TV. Um. And it's just like a really proud moment, high five and everybody. And then the rare occasions that you maybe miss a tackle, I first like fl- look to Craig really quick to see his reaction because <laughs> I'm not the most educated football watcher, let's be honest. So I always check to see what your dad's reaction <laughs> is <laughs> to see if it was like really something you messed up on because I can usually tell by his facial expressions. And then if, say, you did mess up, it's just kind of like, I'm subconsciously like listening to see if anybody around me is making any slight remarks. But usually when you're in the parents section, everyone's pretty respectful of that. And if they did, you'd, what would you do? Oh, I'd be on them. I'd be giving them the evil eye, telling them what's up for sure, Joe. That's my girl. All right. We're going to continue this conversation <laughs> with Megan. You're listening here to The Beat. You're listening to The Beat with JoJo Doman. Brought to you by Edgewater Insurance and Real Estate. And we're back here on The Beat, as you heard, brought to you by Edgewater Insurance and Real Estate, with locations from Omaha to Binkelman and everywhere in between. That's Edgewater Insurance and Real Estate, the proud title sponsor here of The Beat. 
But this segment brought to you by Gary Michaels Clothiers and Jojo Doman. You're going in there this week. That's right. Now, will, will you wear the suit one last time on Unity Walk this week? I'm assuming we will, yeah. Like, I mean, since you're not dressed, you'll suit it up? Yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah, I think so. And we got to get Fedoni his suit this week. When you go into Gary Michaels on Monday, you need to be like, hey, Thomas Fedoni needs a suit. He didn't get his suit. That's right. I definitely got to say something, especially he's, he's playing now. Yeah. He deserves one. So Gary Michaels Clothiers, 56 and Pine Lake Road. I actually just got a um, little promotional gift card they sent out in the mail and told them I, I, I ripped a pair of my pants this week. I'm like, I, I need to go in and get a pair of pants um, at Gary Michaels traveling this year. My, your clothes get beat up, and I'm like, I need to go get a new pair of pants at Gary Michaels this week. So I will check it out myself, and I'll hear how your experience went next week. Uh, but let's bring back in Megan. Megan. So you've had the luxury of traveling with the Scarlets. Yes. Right? What was uh, the favorite place that you cheered at? And maybe the place that you were like, eh, this place isn't that cool. Okay, I'll start with my favorite. That was definitely the Maryland game. Was that two years ago? Yeah. 2019. Okay, yeah. That was so much fun. We got to go to the Capitol with like Herbie and just walk around downtown and that was just an experience because I've never been there ever so that was really cool to see and the game that was a close game wasn't it we were we won we did win yeah that, I mean it was a dominating performance uh, you don't know if we won or not <laughs> embarrassingly no but yeah that was a good trip and then my least favorite trip was probably Penn State the, when I went, it was absolutely raining terribly the whole time. And they have a real grass God, field. That, when would that have that been? That was in 2018 when we lost to oh, Saquon yeah. Barkley. That was um, – and Tanner Lee had a huge game. but And it was like – ended up being closer than it really was. Mm-hmm. Right. In Nebraska camp. But, yeah, now I do remember it was, it was grass field and pouring rain. It was raining, rain. and we were along the sidelines, and the paint from the field was like – in puddles and it like dyed our white shoes so we ended up just like tossing them because they were like dyed from the grass but and then we had to fly home and all of our wet gear oh man now you guys bust though a lot right and that's changed you know they used to have the spirit squad members on the planes used to and um and now you got i mean unless it's like maryland rutgers penn state or the skybucks boosters trip where there's a big plane you're bussing to purdue yeah. You're bussing to, obviously, Iowa. I mean, Illinois, Wisconsin. I mean, those are long rides. Yes, for sure. I think I got to go on one trip before it was changed to the bus rides. I think that was when Scott came. They kicked us off the plane. Too much of a distraction, I guess. Dude, we're all on the plane, and then these, you know, dolled-up Scarlets and, and cheerleaders come walking down the aisle like, what? You get, There's so many dudes on that plane? Just, you know. It was a distraction is what I'm saying. I see. I get it, but I don't get it. I wish you could go on a bowl trip. I mean, bowl trips, because everyone would go for a week. Yeah. And Joe, you remember going to Nashville. I mean. Oh, yeah, I remember. You weren't even like old enough to actually. <laughs> I, I was just in Nashville last week, and I was like, man, this was the one of the best bowl trips just to be down here for a week. Dude, it was so much fun. I couldn't even go to bars. I wasn't old enough yet. But. The first night down there, I'm like, we go to the stage, and I see, like, Brandon Riley and his whole crew of guys. I'm like, you're going to have a good week down here, Brandon. And yeah, he's like, yeah. They did. I can, yeah, I can confirm that they definitely had a good week. But, Megan, let's transition a little bit. Um, well, first of all, what was your favorite play that I made this year? 
as my you know as my girlfriend like what was your favorite play i made this year it was definitely your inner <laughs> it was definitely your interception at the whole ohio state game i shed a tear not gonna lie because i knew you've been like waiting for that moment and i was just so happy and proud of you and just knew your heart was just like beaming and it was funny because you missed your first interception and it was almost like yep. shoot and then it was even more of like an intense play and that was just like sealed the deal that it was meant to happen no doubt it happened three plays later what's for you is for you and there's nothing you can do to stop it is kind of what that uh you know sequence of events revealed to me um Meg, you've been through some adversity yourself, right? Um, kind of let our listeners know in on um, one of the adversities that, that changed your life for the better. The one that immediately comes to mind was when I was a freshman in high school, I was in a car accident. We were actually, I was actually with my high school dance team and we were teeping the football players' houses, giving them goodie bags before the homecoming game like we normally do. And we were driving to the very last house and we got T-boned. And I ended up along the side of the road and me and another girl had to go to the ER that night in the ambulance. And I had a really bad knee injury, just was all filled with glass from the window and pavement. And luckily we were so blessed that nothing worse came out of that. But I being like a dancer and I think I had district cross country the next day which wasn't too terrible to, <laughs> wasn't too sad I didn't have to run that meet, but yeah, it was it was a long rehab because the trauma just completely shut down my quad and couldn't move my leg for the longest of times and then actually healed up and then realized there was this lump on my leg and I had a piece of the glass from the window in my quad tendon that I had to get surgically removed. So that was a whole nother rehab process. So. It's kind of funny, we both had two big injuries to our knees, which I knew the mental battle, mental and physical battle that I had to go through in PT and not being able to do what I loved for the longest time, which blessing in disguise, that's what led me to now be pursuing my doctorate of physical therapy at UNMC, but just it helped me relate to you more when you were going undergoing your knee battles and having to take care of you and being by your side during that whole process. Yeah, to expand on that, you were there with me for both of my ACLs and I mean, every surge, all six surgeries that I've gone under yeah. since I've been here. Um, kind of let our listeners know what that was like. I mean, those two knee surgeries were not pretty, um, were not glorious by any means and just kind of give them the, the inside scoop on what that was like. Well, your first knee surgery was only a couple months into us dating. And I honestly feel like it bonded us even closer because I just had to show that sacrificial love of taking care of you and driving you to practice, putting on your socks, helping you do what you needed to do and also being that like emotional support because you were devastated as one could imagine. And then just when you think you got it all back, that second one happened and it was almost like it was so gut-wrenching to see you go through that. And I just wish I like I wish I could have somehow took away some of your pain or made it better, but there was really nothing I could do besides be by your side and help you through that process and Yeah, I mean, just by you being by my side did help with the pain. And during that time, like I needed somebody to lean on. 
and uh, <laughs> physically too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, physically and emotionally, I uh, needed somebody to lean on. So, I think, I think you're right. Like we were obviously supposed to be in each other's lives uh, to go through that experience together and to help, you know, one another grow um, through the situation, which is beautiful. Which I mean, looking back on it now is such a blessing. Yeah, what is actually really funny, not so much funny, but just like a God thing was the Ohio State game was exactly four years after your second knee surgery. I saw my Snapchat memories, and once I saw that of you in the hospital bed on like the day of the Ohio State game, I was like, this is meant to be, like this is gonna be a day full of blessings and just. Yeah. Can't, I could just couldn't watch you to play out on that field. You're giving me goosebumps, babe. <laughs> All right, we got one more uh, segment with you, JoJo. So save some good stuff here for this final one. We'll come back. You're listening here to The Beat. Uh. You're listening to The Beat with JoJo Doman, brought to you by Edgewater Insurance and Real Estate. And we're back here on The Beat. As you heard, brought to you by Edgewater Insurance Real Estate. Um with locations from Omaha to Minkleman and everywhere in between. You finally got me to mess up. Got you. You got me. You got me. Um, But thanks again to Edgewater for being our proud title sponsor here of The Beat. But this next one, I wanted to save this when Megan can be involved in this one too because she's a proud listener, Uh, is brought to you by S&W Fence for your best defense in the game. Check out S&W Fence. With locations in Omaha and Lincoln uh, handling all of your Commercial and residential fencing needs. S and W Fence, proud segment sponsor here, voted best of Omaha for the last five years. Check them out for your best defense in the game. Final segment here with Megan. Where are you taking this one, Joe? Let's go, man. So I got a future doctor on my hands. Doctor. So she's gonna take care of you someday. That's oh, right. Yeah. I'm gonna be the stay-at-home dad. That sounds you're, nice. you're gonna coach all the kids' sports and he yeah. always says that. I'm like, you would go crazy. And um, you'd have to figure out how to do your laundry. Ooh, that's Tough a deal breaker. One. I'd have so many hobbies. But yeah, it kind of sounds nice. But yeah, you're getting your doctorate, mm-hmm. physical therapy up at UNMC. How has that been? And what's that like managing dating, uh, dating me, living <laughs> your own life, and having and pursuing your doctorate? It's definitely been a challenge. Um, I thought I studied hard in undergrad. I got my major in nutrition, exercise, and health sciences at UNL and worked my tail off doing that to get into PT school and then PT school is a whole nother ball game let me tell you like they always say it's like drinking out of fire hydrant but you want every last drop of that knowledge because it's going to be applicable to what you're doing and you want to be able to help treat your patients so just trying to retain as much information as I can being present in class like actually being able to apply it in the real world is very challenging and definitely has put my will to the test and like you said still dating you i've had to drive up to lincoln all the time and because your schedule is just as busy as mine but it was easier last year because we were over zoom so i was able to just come up and zoom from the mill and be with you during the season and now it's like i'm at the mill on friday nights so i can be present during football Saturday. So it's yeah. all about balancing act. Yeah, so kind of talk to me about that balance. Uh, how do you, what kind of habits have you created and uh, time management um, protocol that you've you know set in place uh, to be able to accomplish everything you wanna do and also uh, live life? Yeah, so I'm an early morning riser. 
usually like 5.36. I get up, I work out right away. Part of the Peloton cult, so I usually do that every day. <laughs> and then I get to class by 8 a.m. and in class usually from 8 to 4 or 8 to 5. And then Mondays and Wednesdays I teach dance at a studio in Omaha. So that's been an extra extra challenge because those are the nights I can't study and I have to pick up the slack the next couple nights trying to get all my notes sorted out, actually learn the information outside of lecture. And no doubt. It's definitely a balance between sleep, learning, keeping your body physically and mentally healthy and still having some down time to socialize and be a human. Now, you're dating an out-of-the-box character who has explored the depths of um, healing his body mm -hmm. um, through the different avenues that I've kind of exposed to you. Um, back home in Colorado Springs, even up in Bellevue, Nebraska. How has that helped shift your perspective on what you're learning in school in traditional physical therapy? Yeah, I think out of every career, there's people who excel and are constant learners, and then there's people who just ride the wave and be basic. And I know being along your side, I will never be able to settle for basic, which is one of the reasons why I'm with you, to be honest. And <laughs> <laughs> you make me have a whole new perspective on things to challenge the status quo, to really question why we do things, like what is this benefiting? Are we doing this just because we've always done this or is this really working? And so I think relating to physical therapy, there's wellness and health. I'm so passionate about it. There's it, You can take so many aspects of it and put it together. Like I love learning about nutrition and yoga and meditation and like the mind-body connection. So that's something you have helped me grow with. It's just not not about the anatomy, not about the basic protocols. It's a whole holistic approach to it all. Ooh, holistic. Holistic. Yeah. Now, what kind of PT do you want to be? Kind of expand on that holistic view you just you just touched on. What kind of PT do you want to be, Megan Janae? I want to be a PT that doesn't tell an athlete to just put some ice on it and rest because I heard that too many times to count. And like, you know, as an athlete, you just, there's moments where you just can't rest. Like you're in a competition season. Like, don't get me wrong. There are some injuries where you have to rest, like your hand, you need to get surgery. You need to rest. But those other injuries that there's something like functional that has been causing the injury, there's some things that you can always be doing. And so I just want to be a PT that doesn't settle for the easy answers and looks at the whole person and knows their goals, knows, knows what they want to accomplish and help them get them there. I love that. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test your knowledge right quick. How many bones do we have in our body? Joe, I don't know. What? I can name some bones, but like the exact number? Isn't that like 226? That sounds somewhat right, yeah. How many uh, muscles in the quad? Four. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about that. Why did you have to think about that? Because <laughs> I'm nervous now. Man. I'm, I'm used to filling in some bubbles, not... I'd like to think I have my PT, uh, my doctorate in PT, not from going to school, just from real life experience. Yeah. I mean, knowing you and all your injuries, you've gotten the arm, the hand, the foot, the back. Honestly, like I take pride in learning about my body just because it's, you know, our vehicle mm -hmm. throughout our lifespan here on earth. And 
and I've had the pleasure of, of learning about it and experiencing so many different, you know, modalities and, and different techniques and thought processes about how to heal your body. And as crazy as this sounds, and you might disagree with me on this, but like the mind, the body will do what the mind tells it to. And if the, no, mind, if the mind's made up, the body will compensate to get the job done at hand, um, point blank period. And I just think that's, that's supernatural. So the fact that the battle's all between the mind gives us a little bit of control, which, which we all like. No, I love that perspective. We definitely learned about like psychology in school too. UNMC actually has a great program, shout out. Just Shout out. <laughs> yeah, just all the different classes we take, they, and the research that they teach us, like the, it's like up-to-date research and the new stuff that's coming out. So I'm excited about everything I'm learning and where it's gonna take me. What's this, there's like, there's this buzz about you being the Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. What's, <laughs> what's this? Buzz? And you could have been a Chiefs cheerleader, right? Oh yes, yeah. It's still not out of the playbook here, boys. <laughs> I always tell Joe, if he makes one of the team, those teams, I will put back my dancing, put on my dancing shoes again. It's gotta yeah. be the right city. Yes, yeah, right city and right team. I mean, there's definitely some more. There, there's differences in the dance teams. We'll just say that. So uh, looks like I got a little extra motivation, Sean. Cowboys are the, the Chiefs. That's what I'm rooting for. Amen. Well, hey Meg, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been amazing to have you on and to kind of tap into your story. So one more of these, Sean. I'm excited. We gotta man. come out big, man. Next week. That's right. We got a big time guest coming. I already know who it is, so I'm excited to to get after it. All right, we got one more segment left here. We'll close the show. We'll talk some Iowa next. You're listening here to the beat. You're listening to the beat with JoJo Doman. Brought to you by Edgewater Insurance and Real Estate. Final segment here of the program of the beat. Sean Callahan, JoJo Doman, as you heard, we're brought to you by Edgewater Insurance and Real Estate with locations from Omaha to Minkleman and everywhere in between. Thanks to Edgewater Insurance and Real Estate for being the title sponsor here of the Beat Podcast. But this segment, final segment of the show, is brought to you by Pioneer, an American seed brand since 1926. Pioneer is proud to work with generations of American farmers in the most complex, rewarding industry on earth. From your friends at Pioneer, Thank you, farmers and JoJo. It is Iowa week, and I know it has to kill you not to get a chance at the Hawkeyes. Um, you've been around. This will be your sixth Heroes game um, playing against the Hawkeyes um, at Nebraska and haven't been able to get a win. I mean, you know, the last win came under Bo Pelini at Nebraska. I know this season is not where anyone wants it, but what would a win over a team like Iowa do just to kind of give people something to hang on to after you know the way this year has gone right i think yeah you think you hit it on the head it would definitely make us feel good and uh to beat our rival and to end this uh rough season uh with a win and man it is killing me and i don't even like thinking about it because this is one of the games that i've had circled and one of those games that you know during the off season all through the summer and fall camp that i was visualizing playing in and being a game changer and helping us win. So, uh, but even without me on the field, I have to, I'm challenging myself to still encourage the guys around me and to still kind of raise the level of play of the people around me, even though I'm not going to be out there. Yeah, th this series, I mean, does it feel like from the players, I, I know the fans obviously really want it, but how, how do the players, especially the older guys that have been around a lot, I mean, what does this game mean to some of the guys in the locker room? It's, it's about respect. 
Um, we haven't beat these guys since we've been here. Haven't beat Wisconsin since we've been here. And, uh, you know, I, I don't feel like they're better than us, even though we haven't beat them uh, on the scoreboard. That's just that's I mean, just how hard. I think. The last three ga- games, I mean, Frost's first year, they had to go for a crazy fourth down to set up a game-winning field goal. T.J. Hawkinson, you know, pre-snap red, the safety. Were you on the field for that play? No. No, I know what play you're talking about. And they had the check, and they, they – I mean, that was a fourth down like nobody goes for typically, and you just play for overtime, and, and they didn't go to overtime. And then 2019, you guys had the ball tied, and it, there was just a couple situational errors made, and then they got the ball back and got a field goal again. Right. And then last year, you guys had the ball driving to take the lead and win the game, and the, a strip sack happened on Adrian Martinez. Yeah, I mean it's a story that we've uh, been saying all season. We got to find a way to to finish games and to make the plays when they count. And I mean, man, did the boys play hard uh, on Saturday and they competed. And it just seems like we we need to fire on all cylinders at all times. You know, this this league we don't have there's no room for error. And when the offense is playing good, the defense has got to be playing good, and the special teams got to be playing good. And we have yet to find that you know cohesive play on all three units other than maybe the northwestern game right eric chenander played for iowa yep does he talk about that like he played for kirk parents i didn't yeah i knew he played for iowa didn't know he played for kirk but obviously he's been there forever so that makes sense and i just know that he wants to beat these guys and i mean we all do so it's personal well i mean the last week too in the program had to have been different with the coaching changes, I mean, just from your view, you've been around a lot of coaches at Nebraska and a lot of situations that most college football players have not dealt with. From your view, how did that go? I mean, what did you notice um, in terms of four new guys stepping into those roles? Yeah, so basically the assistants that have been around the last, at least this year and a couple of the last years, uh, really just stepped up. And the one thing I noticed was they brought a lot of energy and those assistants, you know, usually player manage and build relationships with the guys. So for those guys to have to step up into leadership roles in that position group, I think went pretty smooth uh, with all Seemed things that considered. I mean, I mean, how about the running backs? I mean, you, you look at they were no Ramir Johnson and no Jock Wesian, and we won't get into situations there and these guys. But I mean, you saw guys stepping in that hadn't got opportunities all year, and and they, I mean, they played respectable football. No doubt. I mean, our offense was playing lights out for the most part, and they were moving the ball, and then we couldn't get stops. And honestly, I was proud of uh, Brody Bell on how we stepped up and played, and we were just hitting holes hard. We were coming downhill. I thought Adrian played a hell of a game, and I think our O-line, with all all things considered, played pretty well too. So, yeah, like I said, we just got to find a way to make it all click. All right, it's Thanksgiving week, Black Friday. You, I mean, you've done a lot of these Black Friday games. You got to like playing on Black Friday, right? I mean, that, that's I mean, it feels like tradition. Yeah, I mean, it's a short week. Yeah, you know, Thanksgiving. You got to give thanks to be healthy, happy, and healthy playing the game we love with the with the brothers that we play it with. So, it, it Thanksgiving week is always a good week to kind of put everything back in perspective, get relative, and just you know be grateful for the things we do have. So, will you be able to celebrate? I mean, because I'm guessing your parents are gonna head out to Brock's game after your game on after the Nebraska game? Because they're going to be here Friday for the senior day ceremonies, I'm guessing. Yep, and then they'll fly to Kentucky for that game. And, yeah, I think I might try to go do something with uh, Megan later. 
uh, in the week, and we'll have to see how the practice schedule uh, divvies out and what time we got. Do they still do kind of a team Thanksgiving on Wednesday? I mean, that, that seemed to be kind of what they've done in the past. Yeah, for the guys that don't have families and that don't go home, they have like a team dinner where we can gather and eat some good food. But the practice schedule, like when you play on a short week, like when the, you got off the plane Sunday, I mean, was or Saturday, I mean, was your Sunday a lot different than a normal Sunday or, you know, you guys kind of have to move everything up a day? Yep, everything gets moved up today. We did walkthroughs and film study on Sunday and then, you know, having our Tuesday practice on Monday. So everything just pushes up. You don't get a you don't really get it. You don't get a day off. And it's about game prep. It's a big advantage. I bet being at home on a short week. Definitely. Just one more day at home. Yep. Just kind of to get your feet underneath you. And yeah, you don't have to travel and go through all those shenanigans. And on top of we got the sea of red behind us so that we need, we're going to need all of them this week. Yeah, I can remember one year Nebraska won at Penn State on like the week that you guys played Wisconsin and they had to travel and it was a two thirty, but a three thirty game out there, you know, and they didn't get back till super late. And, and, you know, then coming, you know, it, 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 it's a grind. I'm, I'm sure just having, you know, and they played bad. They, they look like a team that was beat up. I mean, just getting your body right for a physical game like this has to be a challenge. Yeah, no doubt. We're on the stretch of the season where every game's really physical uh, with the teams we're playing. So to have that extra day, not really traveling and just to be able to hone in on the film and, just be comfortable where we're at uh, should be an advantage for us. Well, Joe, um, so family's coming in. Any um, do a lot of guys have like post senior day parties and gatherings on Friday, or I mean, like what? what I, mean, I know people have done that. I don't know what guys are doing this year. Yeah, I think I might have some guys over at my house. Um, don't have the logistics, you know, set in stone yet, but just try to get some dudes over, have a good time, celebrate the season, and. Just enjoy the camaraderie with the guys we went to war with one last time before we go our separate ways. Well, Joe, this has been fun. We got one more show. Uno mas. One more show. We got this last show. We can't. We got to go big, man. We got to. We got to. Yeah, we got to bring out the the heavy material next week. Yeah, dude. I think I got. A, I think I got a big dog on deck for us, so we should be good to go. All right. Well, uh, good luck. Uh, I know you'll be with the team all week here, getting ready for Iowa. Yep. Thanks for listening to the beat with JoJo Doman. Powered by Husker Online. Join us for another show next week, brought to you by Edgewater Insurance and Real Estate.